where nostalgia and wonder abound. Folks flock together, admiring the mighty, the marvelous, the super. Have you pondered how to begin your wanderings of the nerd realms? Well, hot dame. Welcome to the Dame Patrol. Your vigilant Mrs. Three are here delivering the news, cues, and reviews from across the geek world. Get a move on, gals. Your vigil has begun. Happy Merry Holly Jolly Seasons greetings here. We are the Dame Patrol, as Tamara said, and we are so excited to have you down for this episode. I'm Amy, and to my right is Stephanie, and across from me is Erminia, but just for you guys, you guys can call me Minnie. Yeah, and guys, we have such an exciting episode because it is our first annual. I want to just ching, 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 deck the halls with dames. So good. Um, yes, it is our first annual Deck the Halls with the Dames episode, brought to you in part by our lovely sponsor, our home away from home, our Dame Den, with our crazy Uncle Ben. Yeah. At 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet K. Mmm. Sweet K. Empire's Comics Vault. And, oh my gosh, I'm just really excited for this episode. I can't kind of handle it. So, um, should we just launch straight into this puppy? Because... We, there, we should launch into this puppy as if there were eight tiny reindeer pulling us along. We should we launch have, into it. We have a sleigh. We do Wait, have a sleigh. why are the reindeer tiny? Because they have to fuse together to make four reindeer. Okay. Touche. I'm solid with that. All right. So uh, for this episode, we decided we were going to talk about some of our holiday traditions, what we like to do, what we like to watch, and what we think you should probably get in the clutch. For your nerd amigos slash loved ones. Also, we have a very special airing of the grievances. Mm-hmm. At the end of our episode. Yep. Stay tuned for that yummy, yummy deliciousness. All right. So, Stephanie, do you want to start us off? I know I know, Minnie is super duper excited. She just straight up flipped her, her notebook like, oh. let's me talk. I mean, it was very official. So I think I'm going to pass this to Miss Minnie across from me. Oh, man. Okay. So where exactly do we want to start? Do we want to start with what we do, what we watch? I think we should do that. What no, we watch? Let's do do that. Let's do do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll go around in a quick roundtable, but my first, number one, that I have to watch in order for it to feel like the holidays for me, minus all of the Rankin-Bass stuff, because <laughs> it's the Rankin-Bass stuff and it's amazing. It'll never age badly, I'm sure. But I have to watch the Hey Arnold Christmas special. Aww. Specifically, the first Hey Arnold Christmas special. The one where it's the original cast for the The Arnold one where it's the original cast, and when Arnold... <laughs> And all of his his grandparents and everybody that's in the house pull Secret Santas, and he pulls Mr. Huynh. And at this point, no No one one knows knows Mr. Huynh yet. No one knows anything about him other than he's, you know, the Korean man that lives there, and he's kind of nice. And he finally gets to know him, and he learns about his daughter and about how he lived through the Korean War and how his daughter was the only thing he had there, and he was able to get soldiers to take his daughter from there so he can get himself home. But it took him, like, 20 years to get out of Korea. And his daughter had been in their town, and that's why he moved to their town. So Arnold, being the football-headed awesome that he is, he tries to find his daughter. And thanks to some side meddling from Helga, he's able to, and it always makes me cry so, so hard. And that's what the Festivus is to me. Holy snot. I can't follow that. Can you follow that? I mean, I just, I feel kind of like, hey, things I watch (laughs) versus like... That, I think that trumps the uh, the Hey Arnold Carmen episode where they perform the opera Carmen. That one is definitely at least number two or three because it definitely introduced me to like opera. Yeah, too shy. 
Mm-hmm. Well, oh I don't have something that's that emotional, I suppose, but we'll just switch gears on here, and I will <laughs> get us in. Uh, so one of the things I remember watching since I was a little tot was uh, every year I wanted to watch The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, And shoot. I had that on VHS, and then just, like, bring it up, toddle it in, maybe get my finger stuck in the VHS thing, and I just loved it. I loved that it was, like, Gonzo and Rizzo were the narrators, and then also uh, the Father Christmas, the the Ghost of Christmas Present. That puppet is like so big Massive. and wonderful, and the music, and also has like my favorite joke that I used to repeat to every adult who I'm sure got. No, I need to hear it now. Do it. Do I need it. to hear it now. Do I need it. jokes. Do I can't. It. Can't. it was like in the trailer. It's like. Mr. Scrooge, we're freezing, and he's like, "How would you like to be unemployed?" And suddenly they're in hula skirts and like on an island. In the- <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but I loved it. So yeah. good. But I, I think it's like aged well with Jim Hen- the Jim Henson Company. Mm-hmm. The puppetry stands up, the music's great, and it's good. So Amy, I'm gonna it, pass to you. Just fastball special. Now I'm wondering if it's, is it, so that's still better than the otter jug the otter jug band Christmas special. I don't know what. Oh, that's 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 a, that's a that's a good pool. That's a that's a deep pool. That's a deep pool. I, I the swim otter in that pool. pool. <laughs> I swim very quickly in that pool with the otters. That's a different one. Oh my gosh. Oh man, that's terrible. Now I'm thinking of the size comparison for the the Ghost of Christmas Present versus Sweet Pea because I like those two and they're ridiculous. So um, I actually do something kind of entertaining. Everybody knows White Christmas. And I have seen White Christmas a million times, but for the holidays, and I only watch it on the holidays, which is ridiculous, I watch Holiday Inn. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is, if the you do OG. not... The OG. It is the It is the mama of White Christmas. The entire concept is... Um, they Actually, PBS has the revival for um, the Broadway revival on uh, Masterpiece. You can watch it. So it's like the two hours. You watch Corbin Blue. Heaven help us. He actually can still dance. Yay. Um... <laughs> And you get to watch Holiday Inn. So the concept is, the original movie is uh, Bing Crosby. It has a very young Joel Grey. Oh, gosh, I could almost go musicals on this. Bing Crosby decide and Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. They work in show business together. They have a love interest. The love interest decides that she doesn't want to go with Bing Crosby and move to a farm in Connecticut. And uh, he decides he's going to go there. He works for about a year. He realizes, holy crud, this is really hard and I can't do this. I'm not making enough money. And he's like, I'm really good at show business. He goes back and then decides, you know what? I'm going to turn my uh, my farm into an inn and we're only going to be open on holidays. And it's not the weird, obscure holidays, but we get like Abraham Lincoln's birthday, <laughs> which is, I have the original, the original cut. So we have Bing Crosby in blackface. You never want to see it. No. Never. But it's a really entertaining song about being freed by Abraham. Oh, gosh. Okay, anyway. So they employ, he finds love of his life. He employs them. You get Fred Astaire, who does a couple of songs drunk. He actually, there's some fun facts in there for movie people. He took a shot for every take, and he did seven takes before he did the numbers right in three different spaces in three different, and it was straight through. Yes. It was so awesome. So, (laughs) of course, it ends with White Christmas. We hit Christmas like three times, including New Year's. It's one of my favorite things. I consistently do it every single year, and I don't stop till I get enough. Manny. Oh, man. Okay. Well, on that lovely holiday holiday steamboat. (laughs) Holiday. (laughs) I'm going to go to another holiday, actually. So, I grew up in that there lovely 90s era when we had the best cartoons. Throwing that gauntlet down there. But we (laughs) had the best cartoons. It's true. 
But the best cartoons, and the I think another really good cartoon that was very, very formative, at least, I think, for mm-hmm. me, was the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Aww. Specifically the one where the kids go to the synagogue for the first time, and there's Uncle Boris being all like <laughs> old, crazy Grandpa Boris, and he's trying to settle a bit about how the first Hanukkah miracle happened. And as he's telling the kids this story, the kids are like reenacting it. And it's it's so wholesome and good. And it was the first time that I had seen a different holiday other than Christmas that I celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I knew about Judaism because I went to a private school. So we knew there were Jewish people. but <laughs> Jewish people adjacent. <laughs> Jewish people adjacent. And I never really understood it. And then the Rugrats kind of wrapped it up in like a good way and gave some cool representation to the things that were not my own. And they also dealt with Kwanzaa as well in that same episode. That's right. So I said 90s cartoons, you guys. I I believe firmly in the glory of the 90s cartoon. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't not. Man, I want latkes, but. Oh, latkes. Hanukkah's over. (laughs) Hanukkah's over. I don't get any more socks. Okay. So if we're going to talk animated holiday specials, I'm going to talk about a really nerdy one. And I'm going to talk about the Justice League Christmas special. <gasps> Wait, is uh, it the Man Who Has Everything episode? No. So oh. the Justice League Christmas special is the one where uh, it's separated into three parts. So you have the Flash who's trying to get the must-have toy of the season for these kids <laughs> in the orphanage. It's not a Tickle Me Elmo, is it? It's like a, it's DJ Quack Quack or something like oh that. It's gosh, stupid. It's a callback to t- um, and then you have... Um, uh, Superman brings home John Jones to celebrate his very first Christmas on Earth back to Kansas and meet his parents, and it's really sweet. And then the other one is Shaira and John just being like, what do you do to celebrate Christmas, or not Christmas, holiday, when you're happy, what do you do? So she takes them to a bar, and they get into a bar fight, and it's just really cute. It's like their that's, first date. That's kind of adorable. That, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's just it just makes me really happy, and it's really sweet, and it's just one of those things I love watching every year. Yeah. I'd like you're like I have a three parter. Yeah. We're just gonna delve into this movie. Beautiful. Sit with me, friends. Sit <laughs> with me. Amy, what's your next one? Um, so this one's actually pretty recent because I abstained from this for a um so it's Olaf's Frozen Adventure. It's gonna sound ridiculous. I'm not a big I know. Shh shh I just like Josh Gad. Okay. Maybe that's you're fair. making so that's many bases okay. and okay. I feel like just the miasma is permeating, trying to strangle me. <laughs> like, it's one of those well, little, like... as a former member of the cast from Dalt Wisney, <laughs> I got a lot of that. I got a lot of the Olaf. I lived through that. Well, the funny thing is, I never watched it. Okay. I didn't watch it when it was attached to whatever it was originally attached to. Coco. Yeah, it wasn't attached to Coco when I saw Coco. Yeah. Because they yeah, pulled it. They, t- they pulled it. <laughs> they pulled it. But so, I didn't really like... I like the original story for Frozen. I like. We could start talking about the musical aspects of why the people that wrote Frozen were great people, and blah blah blah. And we have great voiceover talent, blah blah blah. Mostly Josh Gad, blah blah blah. I love you, Idiot. It's all hearts for days. Um, but so I watched it this year. Okay. And basically, the opening line from our podcast is literally the opening line yeah. from Olaf's song when he goes trying to find traditions. And I like it so much that I can sit through it more than once. So I have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I will see you in about three years. You come back for our third annual. And if I'm like, guys, I got to nix this off my list. Return to the year without Santa Claus. Hit me up with some of that silver and gold. And uh, we will do this. But currently, Josh Gad is still my favorite snowman. Just for that section. And no, I don't want to build a snowman. 
Okay. I'm not riding my bike around the hall. <laughs> and yeah, I do talk to pictures on the wall. Minnie! I'm still trying to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why we have three people, because we can each... Be like different aspects and different things. Are I can in be our shadow wheelhouse. choked by, <laughs> by my neighbor. My neighbor next to me is like murder, murder. I, so it's. it's uh, I, I will say for a lot of Dalt Wisney cast members, it's murder. No, it's PTSD. It's it's PTSD from when Frozen was big, because so many so many lotteries, so many opportunity drawings for those toys, so many flashbacks. Oh, <sighs> anyway. Yeah, going into chilly. the Walt Disney <laughs> of it all, I think I've gone through like three different things for my number three. But I will mention Mickey's twice upon a Christmas. Yes, mm-hmm. much Not Mickey's once. One. Mickey's once was good, but it was it's very traditional and it's very mm-hmm. the retells of what we've seen time and time again. Which is a good entry for a lot of people. But I like specifically Mickey's twice upon a Christmas. Because it opens it up. You see a lot of the characters flexing, you get some really cool jokes. Like Pluto thinking that he ruined Christmas and Mickey yelling at him that you ruined Christmas and he's in his mind, obviously. Um, but my favorite thing in there is something that I now as an adult uh, reflect on. It's the Max and Goofy short. Yeah. The musical one where Max is no longer dating Roxanne, but he's coming home with this girl who he thinks is the one and he's bringing her home for Christmas and he just wants his dad to not be Goofy. He wants his dad to make him look good, to make to make her think that he's the best so she would really stick with him for a long time. And it's all in a musical number. And it's so well done. And now as an adult, wanting to find that special person for me, it's such a cool dynamic. And it's so cool that he loves his dad, but he's also like insecure and wants to show off to his like this girl. But this girl also really likes his dad. And it's it's so many levels of growth there. And I appreciate it more as an adult. I loved it as a kid because it was all to song. But make me look good. It's a good It's a good Christmas lesson. Mm-hmm. All the feels from you tonight. Sorry. No wonder you're trying to hurt me because of Olaf. It's because I'm a December baby. <laughs> it's true. Me and Jesus are like this. <laughs> Stephanie, I don't know. Can, can we? Huh. Well, Musical uh, numbers and being ashamed of Goofy. Uh, I don't have a musical number for my last one. It's I'm going to go with, uh, if you have Hulu, uh, <gasps> there is a show on there called uh, Dimension 404. 404, yeah, It was done by Jimmy Wong, who you'll know from like doing a lot of special effects. I think he did a portal, like kind of portal gun he short. He did uh, high, uh, video game, video high, game high school. So he teamed up with Hulu to do a, like a short sci-fi anthology series, and there's a Christmas episode. Where it stars Constance Wu, who you'll know from Crazy Rich Asians and Fresh Off the Boat. And she plays this army psychologist who's trying to go home for the holidays. And the army, and then she gets a call from like the Secret Service to be like, actually, we're going to need you to skip holidays and come and deal with this problem. And I don't want to spoil too much, but she gets like pulled to the Antarctic. She's talking to this giant supercomputer and basically dealing with like her own personal, like, struggles and this computer's personal struggles and it's really beautiful and well shot and it's just perfect i love it no i'm really it's one of my new holiday traditions (laughs) oh my gosh now i'm actually really intrigued because usually i'm like "Eh, i don't want to all horror on anthropologies i almost said anthropologies it's a a sci-fi anthology so it's not a horror one and it's totally christmas it's almost like 
what if Santa was real just for a day sort of Aww. thing is tied into it. And it's really beautiful. I'm um, totally down for that, mm-hmm. dude. So it's Dimensions 40... Dimension 404, 404 on Hulu. <laughs> I like that there's hand gestures that you will never see. Santa. <gasps> secret, or secret. So. Santa real for a day. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to be shh, hush. I believe in it still. Um, my last pick is actually something that comes from the 90s. So I'm honoring you. Tim the Toolman Taylor, long before he was Buzz Lightyear yeah. for me, the Santa Claus, the original, the one that nobody still shows. I'm sorry, uh, Martin Short, I appreciate you in Santa Claus 3, but I don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. I need nope. no. Steve Allen and Scott Calvin. Tim, I said Steve Allen, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, that didn't sound Because correct. I said Scott Calvin in my head, and I said Steve to Allen. To infinity and your mom, that's Steve Allen. <laughs> Sorry, Tim Allen. I love you. Okay, <laughs> Tim Allen. I need him as Scott Calvin. I need him as the dis- the disfunct toy maker who just hates his job. I need that terrible 90s, like, furniture that was still in there yes. as that working through the divorce and his son still believes. I need, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but he was in Life with Mikey. He was the guy in uh, uh, Numbers. Really oh, big, yeah. big nose. The guy who was the head elf. The head elf, Bernard. 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 I need, I need all of that because there is nothing that says more about the innocence of, you, like, the power of your children to help you believe and to give you the support. Also, can we talk about how fantastic that costume was? Oh, like, yeah. so good. The, and flame resistance. <laughs> <laughs> it always, even even for me, as many times as I've watched it, and I continually watch it at least once a year, um, the Denny's, the Denny's joke, where where some waitress gave you pajamas like that entire run um the cocoa is shaken not stirred Mm -hmm. the way that the north pole is designed it makes me it 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 harkens back to um it harkens back to hook it feel it has some of the same dynamic of it and it makes me so happy well and the whole seeing isn't believing believing is seeing like that's always something that is fantastic with that movie. I always loved that. Yeah. Oh, it just, it, it, the, the one that came, number two, the Santa Claus 2, the Mrs. Mrs. Claus, was fun because we got to see all the other uh, supernatural beings, including the Molinator. But the first one just has such a, just a, it's like, it, it's a soft spot for me. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't not watch it, especially for, you know, Tim Allen and David Krumholtz, if I pronounce his name right, I keep seeing him in Life with Mikey in my head. Um, they're just, oh, it's so good. With that being said, I think oh, we not- probably have to talk about our little traditions. I know we don't have a whole bunch of them, but uh, it, I think personally for me, I will, when I lived in Alaska, I'll do this, I'll stroke my, oh my imaginary Gandalf beard and talk very quickly. We used to go... 20 minutes outside of town, middle of the night, and have hot cocoa, and we would sit in the, bundle up, you wear lots of clothes, bundle up, and we would watch the Northern Lights. I know, I just also broke, like, I had puberty there for a second, because I remembered it so fondly. Is it actual Northern Lights, or is it, like, broken bottle caps that the wolf puts in front of a, <laughs> puts in front of flashlight no that actually is not a bad balto reference ever <laughs> thank you thank but you. it was actually the real thing it was really cool i did it for nine years and so in coming back to california i'm going back to cali thank you um cali cali I'm cali <laughs> we started um doing a tradition of turning on 
video of the Northern Lights on the TV while we would decorate the Christmas tree. So it harkens back a little bit to it, but it's not too much. So what about you guys? I know I think we kind of all decorate trees in various forms. True. Uh, well, over the past two years, one of my new traditions has been making tamales with my significant other and their family. So that's been really nice and just kind of a great family tradition and you have something to nibble on afterwards so it's really just a great bonding opportunity <laughs> is there a favorite because i think Ooh. we might have to pull this mm -hmm. about we, we might fight about the better tamales yeah i do like the recipe that we use for chicken tamale it's chicken. very good <laughs> normally i'm kind of a pork tamale kind of girl but i really do like the chicken tamales that we make okay i think that was the reprieve because i'm a i'm a pork tamale girl what about you I also really dig chicken tamales. I'm more of a lean meat kind of gal, but uh, my crazy Uncle Ben here at the Empire's Comic Vault, he used to order tamales from someone. I don't know if they don't do it anymore or if he just stopped ordering because he wanted to lose a little weight, but loved them tamales, man. But it was like jalapeno, it was like chilirianos tamales, mm. and those are so good, and I could never crack the code to make those. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how to do it. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm on board with the chicken train, but I like the Gilarianos one as well. Oh, mm -hmm. it's so good. Okay, so we've got the Males, we've got really weird cocoa slash rosa lights, mini. So with my family, we've, we've always been kind of middle of the road in terms of like money, but I grew up very much, if I wanted something, I would ask mommy, can I get that? And you know, we don't always have the money at the time. And I learned how to budget my money. They would say, no, Miha, we can't get it now. Let's maybe get it later next time we come. And I'd be like, okay. And I kind of grew up with that, and I grew up learning that I can make things on my own. Ooh. And so, especially around Christmas, the first time that we moved into the house my family is currently living in, we didn't have a lot of money for decorations. But we were, I grew up with my dad, who's super nerdy, and my mom's also kind of nerdy, so we had, you know, little knickknacks everywhere. My dad has these Godzillas that he has in our living room. And so we were just trying to you know, make, make it more festive in the house. And I had a bunch of craft items. So what I did is I cut up little uh, cloth napkins from the Dollar Tree and got cotton swabs. And I made little Santa hats yes. for all of the Godzillas. So it's Christmas officially in the house when all of the Godzillas have their little Santa hats on. Mm -hmm. So there's a big Godzilla and a little Godzilla. <laughs> and now there's like stormtroopers that also have Santa hats. Is there a Mecha Godzilla? There's not a Mecha Godzilla. We must acquire a Mecha Godzilla. We must acquire a Mecha Godzilla. My dad can't look at Mecha Godzilla and not start laughing because <laughs> we like to watch the terrible dubs. Yeah. And the last Mecha Godzilla terrible dub when Mecha Godzilla was running out of power, it just said "not enough." <laughs> so he can't look at the Mecha Godzilla without laughing. But that's that's definitely always been a tradition in my house is to kind of make your own decorations. So. Mm -hmm. Could one say that Mechagodzilla w with a Christmas hat would just be like, not enough holiday spirit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I also really thought you were going to go with like a bender. A bender. Like, <laughs> like Santa bender. Fair oh, enough, fair enough. Santa bender. Missed that opportunity, I suppose. Oh my gosh. So, so shall we transition into our nerdy holiday gift guide in the clutch? Well, if, I know we need we might need to get somebody's parent a Mecha Godzilla with the Santa hat. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. So that is that has been acknowledged. Do do either of you have something like super? I almost mm -hmm. said fetch. Oh my gosh. 
Um, stop trying Forget to make it. fetch work. <laughs> I can't make fetch not happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening now. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any recommendations besides the Mecha Godzilla? I think Ooh. we already know Mecha Godzilla. Yep. I I like to recommend uh, usually every around holidays. Uh, Image Comics likes to put out their big omniverse uh, omnibus versions of their uh, comic of their biggest comics, but they're really nice. And they have like usually extra stuff in them, nice. so I like to recommend Lumberjanes Volume yeah. One of that because it comes with uh, sketches of like the patches, the alternate covers, some like just behind the scenes from Noel. Yes, I'm so on board that choo-choo train. Yeah, so I, I like I recommend that, and it's just a good gift for like the kids in your life but also like any any tweens or just you know your nerdy adult that's friendship to the max you guys also if you know anyone that likes the new she-ra or likes nimona or likes anything kind of quirky and like that i think it has a very good like vibe for for that person in your life oh yeah i'm totally on board that lumberjane train all day Mm -hmm. too Oh, me. Oh, my gosh. I just totally realized I should probably recommend. Well, I if, if you're in the clutch and you are really confused about what to get a nerd in your life, I always recommend um, send, going down to your local comic book store. It might be Empire's Comics Vault. It Sweet K. Cough, cough. Cough, cough, cough. Um, to get a recommendation from any of your your comic book fiends or friends that work behind the counter. But also, you can pick up a gift card. Or some type of gift certificate to do back issues, toys. If you don't know, giving somebody the opportunity to come into a place they love with a little bit of coin saves the day all the time. I know it's someone's like, it's a cop out. You didn't think of me. But if you are so perplexed by the choices your nerd brethren slash sisterin slash otherin make, it is safe. It is reasonable, and it also means they have to connect with somebody in the store. They just can't walk in and be like, uh, that one, mommy. <laughs> I mean, they could, but it's not, you know, always an option at some things. I mean, Minnie, what do you think? Um, I think it is definitely a good option. Uh, but for me, I'm actually going to go into your uh, games, somebody who plays games and all that jazz. Because you never know what, if they're a board game kind of player, if they play Magic the Gathering, or even if they play uh, that there Yu-Gi-Oh! They believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> you can get them cool card sleeves. And that's actually good for their decks. It's good even for, people don't think about it, but for board games. If they mm-hmm. have like a really favorite board game, those cards see use all the time. So you want to keep those nice and protected, and then you can eat your snacks while you're playing your games, and you don't get the oily residue on your cards so that they can last forever for all of your holiday memories. Oh, um, it's a very good, a very good recommendation. Shoot, that was I didn't even think about that. Oh my gosh, what do you have anything else, Steph? Um, let's see. I would also recommend. So I'm gonna continue on my train of being very specific. I'm gonna recommend if you know someone that's maybe likes watching tabletop or likes watching like uh, other people play board games on YouTube but they're like oh these things are so complicated and I need so many people I'd recommend a game called Love Letters <gasps> and I love Love Letters yeah, it's so, so good. good it's so quick too yes and so it's like a, you just need uh, I think at least two or three people mm-hmm. to play and it's a quick like 15 minute game it has each there's like enough of uh, there's rule cards and there's enough for each player to have their own rule card mm-hmm. in the pack and it's like just really quick pick me up and 
you can also get like I think Adventure Time love letters. So if you know someone that loves that or Batman love letters, there's just so many different versions. You can just pick whatever version. They're all good, all play the same, and it's just a really great if someone's wanting to get like maybe their ner- little nerdlet into board games. It's a very good entryway. Yeah, I mean that runs along the same lines as Coup is a great way to do mm-hmm. that too. Um, Munchkin in the smaller version. If you have the time, you can do, build the same way, and that's the abbreviated version of. Uh, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, but with cards, mm-hmm. so you can build it a little bit faster. That's a really great. That's mm-hmm. a really great one. That's not going to hurt your pocketbook at all. Oh yeah, no. Letters. And then if we're talking about me, I always like to get to know my peoples when I'm giving out things for nerds. And of course, as always, Funko Pops have been the big. How many? How many years we go in? So many years. So many years with Funko Pops, but there's almost. Every they they branch out so far now. If somebody likes directors, say someone wants a Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro, Toro pop. pop, you can find that. Or if someone really loves say Arnold, I might know where you could find a Helga. Or yeah. if somebody, well, we're not going to talk about the World of Warcraft. That one didn't turn out as well. <laughs> no, but they branch and cover so many genres now. So if you have somebody, I'm waiting to hear about the Red Redemption. We're going to get a weird cowboy at some point. Yeah, there's going to be a weird cowboy pop. Other than McCree. (laughs) (laughs) And not Ash. We'll talk about that later. But if you... (laughs) Did you just pow-pow me? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a great place for you to go, hey, my insert whatever here loves cartoons from the 90s, loves 80s movies, loves horror flicks. Pop is made almost they love musicians they put yeah. it out they pushed out a rush three pack too mm-hmm. uh, you can find these pops fairly easy on the internet but also a lot of the hobby stores carry them and it gives you a chance to explore you might even find something you like and be like i'm gonna buy this for christmas for myself because i'm really good but i'm gonna pass this to the resident funko fiend it's true funko fiends for life <laughs> norcal best cow um <laughs> But mine, since you brought up horror, mm-hmm. something to kind of alleviate the holidays, if you want, if you're like a horror fiend at heart, or you just like kind of spooky stories to tell on a campfire, I would recommend if you have a PS4, it's now super cheap. It's probably $19.99, probably even cheaper right now, Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. So it is a fantastic game that you can sit down, have one person hold the controller. I recommend... Whoever can't sit still, that's the best part. No, no. <laughs> have one person hold a controller, and you and other people can sit around, watch the screen, and make decisions. And it's basically this take on teens going up to a cabin, and people suddenly start disappearing in the middle of the night. What happened? But it's the one-year anniversary of a step of two sisters' deaths. Whatever could be happening there on this mountain by I'm themselves. Getting anxious. I'm yeah. getting anxious already. Don't do this to me. But my one of my wife's Hayden Panettiere is in it. So <laughs> true. I have many wives. You'll learn all about them. <laughs> Shank. Shank. Shank is also on that list. Yeah, she's my racing car wife. <laughs> but it's it's a great it's a great romp, and I recommend it because it's you know like I said, fantastic ghost story, and just fun and kind of jump scary, so everyone can jump and laugh about who recommended what and who chose what decision and how the characters react to that. And it's in Canada, and there is snow, so Christmas. <laughs> when there's snow is Christmas. Slash, slash. Oh, I just said slash, slash. Oh, man, okay, that was bad. That's Silent Night. That's what that is. Oh. 
Fair, fair. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. All right, well, in that case, I think we need to air some grievances. I would like the airing of the grievances. Airing of the grievances. For the Festivus, for the rest of us. The Festivus poll is up. (laughs) All right, we just directed it. You didn't hear that, but we... (laughs) There it is, that's it. Yeah. So, I think the most pressing grievance among us is from Stephanie. Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, this okay. has been a grievance of mine for many a years because I've done retail work. And as you know, many retail workers have to listen to the same holiday playlist for from, from Black Friday until December 24th. And I worked at a place that shall not be named, but they sold candles and such, uh, where they had and a 50-minute playlist. And on that playlist were three versions of Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart. <laughs> three? Which is two versions of that song too many. And there's many things wrong with that song. A, you know, you start it with just, it's a much longer song than you ever realize it is. So there's that, and there's three different versions of this song on this playlist. Also, too, you can't, you can't give away someone's heart. Unless we're talking about this is a necromancer Christmas, and you're a lich, and you're like, I've pulled out my heart, and they're like, it's cool, I guess, but I'm going to shove it in my zombie's chest, and thanks for the present, bro. Oh, Liliana. (laughs) Yep, basically, so it's a Liliana Christmas song. (laughs) I just think of Kalima. Exactly. Kalima. Kalima Christmas. And there's just so many different versions of it. I think there's only, like, maybe two good versions of it. And I hate it. I, I want to get so angry, but I don't want to blow out the mic. So this is a very polite version of my I hate this song. I hate this song. I hate this song. Hate it all the way. Exactly, Amy. Which, what's your grievance? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So there is, and I'm literally trying to look it up. So when I was, when the candy man can, it is, it is along that same line. The store that I worked at, which is wonderful. It was. It was, it was beautiful. They had, we had a playlist as well. Mm-hmm. But our playlist was basically seven songs, and it was cycled. And there was Bing Crosby, um, Little Drummer Boy. And then there was a Dolly Parton Christmas song, and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me because I have blocked it from my memory on purpose. <laughs> I love Dolly Parton, you guys. I have no shame in being like, I can listen to that beautiful, beautiful tiny lady. There's, you know, that great movie about that house in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a man with a mustache that's in there, too. Shoot. Um, but this song set me on edge every time I heard it. And I'm supposed to be cheerful. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I don't even. I can hear the strains of it in my head, and I do not remember the name of it. I have literally shoved it away that no one might forever know. Because if I start singing it, someone hit me. I mean, like, just body check me into the boards. Let's okay. let's okay. do this. Okay, I'll throw a punch you so you can stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that because then I'll be like, oh, okay, we caught me. This is good. And I do have one more. So that- oh, go okay. for it. Go for it. Go to town. Let them go. I. <gasps> Let it go, as Elsa says. <sighs> the storm rage on. Storm is raging on <laughs> so bad. I have had enough of slutty Mrs. Claus, slutty Santa. To last a lifetime. If I see you in that outfit out in public, I'm looking at you, vinyl mean girls. I will, <laughs> I'll murder, murder some folks. 
I would light on some straight up faux like garland around your skirt. You're going to have to deal with that because that no, 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 no. I can't, I can't even see aggressive pointing at the microphone. No. Minnie, please help. Thank you. Next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my airing of the grievance, and I hate it. It's now kind of been a meme that's been going around Facebook. I've seen it too many times now. So the song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, oh. is just... A ridiculous kooky song, which, fine, whatever. People try to make new songs year-round for Christmas. That's fine. My specific grievance isn't with this song, like y'all too. My <laughs> specific grievance with this is that we are continually trying to make new holiday movies that are animated. And some hit really well, and some hit really badly. So when someone had an idea of, Hey man, let's make an animated Christmas movie about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That sounds like a good idea. It's not. It's not a good idea. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is the rose art of animated Christmas movies. That's fair. It is not great. <laughs> it has no coherent plot at all. So now that people are sharing things on Facebook of, I'm so excited that this girl's really going to get it, that Grandpa and this kiddo are going to make solve things and have Grandma kick her butt. I don't care because it's animated poorly. The character designs are awful, and that song makes no sense. <sighs> Why didn't anybody ever call the ambulance for Grandma? They're just sitting no. There they being... just sat there and sang about Grandma. And Grandma's <laughs> like, "I'm fine. I still hear Grandma's voice sometimes. Still telling people I'm dead." Yeah, it's it's awful. But I, was, yeah, I I never got the concept of how. Okay, I've been around reindeer. Yes, they could trample you. Because maybe it was an errant reindeer walking. Suddenly you believe in Santa. This makes no sense. Why did nobody call the ambulance? This woman could have lived. But now, as for me and Grandpa, we believe. We believe in what? <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> believes that he's going to get that settlement. That's what Grandpa <laughs> believes. He's all about that life insurance money, Santa. We see you, Grandpa. We see you. We know what's going Oh, I didn't mean also, producer, our dashing producer Dan brought up the, the title of that song, and I started screaming it in my head because I was so angry. A hard Candy Christmas. Wee, no! Wee, <laughs> I can't do oh. this, you guys. I, I think I have one more grievance, although I don't feel it's entirely. I don't. I think people don't do it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. But there was this country song called, I believe, "The Christmas Shoes." Oh, that gosh. was made into two. Two movies. One on Hallmark, because yeah. of course. And it's about this kid that instead of spending time with his dying mother, is begging people to buy her the shoes that she always wanted. And this guy, I guess, does so. And it makes Christmas happy. And it's like, no, it's so bad. <laughs> but buy me shoes. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah Nicole Smith. <laughs> That was in poor taste. I think uh, that, yeah. yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. I think I think we've officially decked the halls. I might need a hot toddy and some eggnog for this season. Ugh, eggnog's good. Homemade eggnog's good. Hot toddies are good, but it's just true. a little bit gross. I mean, it's less eggnog. So. For this episode of the Dame Patrol, thank you for staying and decking the halls with us. I'm Amy. You can find me at IJNewRobot on the varying social media. And to my left, I'm going to swing it. Oh, man. I have been Erminia, but you guys can still call me Minnie, and you can find me at Dame Egg Sauce. That's Dame E-G Sauce on that there Instagram. 
And I'm Stephanie. You can find me at Dame of the Galaxy and on Instagram. And if you've been following me there, I've been teasing some future content for our next episode and that will be appearing on Capeless. So stay tuned for that. Yes, and of course, thank you so much to our home away from home with the TC, well, home away from home, Uncle Ben and his crazy, crazy Empire's Comics Vault located at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. Stop in for all of your holiday and non-holiday needs. And of course, a special thank you to our podcast brethren, TCC Network, the Cables Crusaders. We love you guys. And the fellas over at Crackin' the Vault Podcast, because we still appreciate you. So just remember, geeks in distress. No need to light the signal. We're always on patrol. See you next episode.